Hello and welcome to level 21 of Three Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast. I'm your host, Tom Knight. I'm back in the house after my week off, hitting that level 20 mark, taking a little break, chilling out. And what happened while I was gone? Well, something very exciting happened because over on twitch.tv slash three extra lives, I made it to affiliate. Yes, hit that landmark. Really enjoying streaming indie games over there. Very rarely am I streaming the same indie game twice. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in following, head over there, twitch.tv slash three extra lives and go give it a little follow. That would warm my little heart. Without further ado, let's get started. So while we're on the subject of Twitch and streaming games, I should talk about Atmos Deck training. Because a few weeks ago, I had the privilege of sitting down with Amanda from Geek Herring, and she had told me about this game that she had acquired, and she was writing a review for it, and it was a co-op game. It was a co-op puzzler game for the PC, Atmos Holodeck Training. The unique thing about this game is that one person will be playing a cadet, exploring a holographic simulation of a space station, and they'll be solving various puzzles. Now the captain, they won't be playing on PC. They won't be playing in a game. They have a guide. They have a book called the Atmos Guide, and this is full of information that can help the cadet solve these various tasks on the space station. Sounds quite complicated to start, and it does take a bit of getting used to. But once you do, oh my goodness, it's so much fun. Me and Amanda played this on stream. It really ramps up in difficulty with regards to the puzzles that you're solving. So initially you'll go in and there'll be a few puzzles that you have to solve. And they're actually quite hard to explain how they operate without actually being in the game. More of these puzzles get introduced. You have this area to explore within this space station. There's an elevator with, with an upstairs where there's more puzzles. So sometimes you even have to plan what puzzles you're going to be doing in which location for that to make sense. Because you only have a certain amount of time to complete all these tasks and then get back to the scenario ending termination room where you hit a button, you close the scenario off, and then you're done. But you can run out of time and as the various different challenges progress, you will only have a certain amount of tries to complete these puzzles. So think of them as lives. So if you run out of lives, you're done. As you're in a scenario and maybe you do get a few of the puzzles wrong, the whole spaceship starts to fall apart. There's rumblings, there's sparks flying, there's fires. So really let you know when you're not doing it right. But the puzzles have a real wide range of aspects that they cover and they're not, they're really hard to explain. I'm really finding it difficult to explain certain puzzles, but there's a certain one where you have a three by three grid and there's various different alien-like symbols, I'm gonna say. And the captain has a guide which has all these various grids and the captain's trying to work out which grid you have to line up the symbols as it is in their guide to you. But there's lots of symbols that look the same. There's lots of symbols that just have variations. So you're trying to work that out. You're on a time limit. It can get a bit, uh, you know, tense with, with the clock ticking away. You're trying to solve this puzzle. But me and Amanda from Geek Herring, oh my goodness, this was so much fun. So much fun. And 
The great thing about this is only one person needs to own the actual game and the other player can just access the Atmos guide which you need to be as a player too. So it's actually a really accessible game. It's over on itch.io and I'm going to be putting links to that into my show notes. And this game is by Persephone's Chair. Had a lot of fun on that stream. Some of the developers were in watching us play. It, it Honestly, it was one of the best live streams that I've ever been part of. I had so much fun and I had so much fun with the developers taking it in as we solve puzzles. They were getting excited. They were feeling the thrill of the cadet and captain working together, coordinating, because at the very start we were exchanging formalities, me and Amanda. We were like, captain and cadet, roger that, and you know, all this kind of lingo showing off a little bit. And by the end, we, we had to really cut that out because of the time limit. We had to be way more efficient, but it was really great difficulty spike. And we still have a long way to go in that game. So I know we're talking about future live streams to finish that off. And I'm very excited to do that. So that is Atmos Holodeck Training. I highly recommend that one by Persephone's Chair. Like I say, there'll be links in the show notes. I'll throw a link to the VOD of me and Amanda playing through so you can see how much fun we were having to go check it out. It's trivia time. So I was talking about Atmos Holodeck Training. It's a co-op puzzler, which leads me to this question. Name this first person puzzler platform sequel that included a cooperative mode in its 2011 release and featured the characters Wheatley and Cave Johnson. The answer is Portal 2. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. So while I was taking my break from three extra lives, I got sucked in a little bit to a game called World of Warcraft. Now I know I've mentioned that a few times over the past few episodes and it, it does happen when I start getting back into that world. One thing I had decided to try out and it's something I had touched on in the past and I'd had some good vibes from it and that was RPing in World of Warcraft. Now this is something if I look back 10 years ago or 15 years ago when I started playing World of Warcraft, role-playing was just something that I probably would have laughed at. I probably would have smirked at and been like, oh, just had this generalized view of it. But you know what? Times have changed. Times have changed. And, and this year, I started playing D&D for the first time and having a lot of fun with that. So it kind of made sense to me in my head to try this out in World of Warcraft. And I even know people say that even if you're playing on an RP server, you don't necessarily have to RP but there's people out there RPing and it's increasing the immersion of your gameplay. Now, in World of Warcraft, it's a very fast-paced game. People are out collecting gear, doing dungeons. It's all moving a lot faster. And now we've just had the release of World of Warcraft Classic and there's a lot of nostalgia around the game. There's a lot of thinking about the old times, reminiscing, connecting with friends that maybe you haven't played with for 10 years. And it's all really great stuff to ride this nostalgic train of good old MMO times. So that's why part of me wanted to try out the RP servers in World of Warcraft because it, it's a different style of play. It's a slower pace, 
and a couple of us from Dragon Powered Studio, Amanda from Geek Caring, again, two shoutouts this week, Amanda, and Marty from Sleepless in Copenhagen. We made some characters, and at a start, I think we just started role-playing on these characters naturally. I mean, we went up to a quest board, and we had a choice of three quests, and we were just like, oh, we should head out to this area and investigate more. Little cues like that to send you on your way to where you were going. And actually, even just taking that slower pace of walking through zones sometimes and stopping for a second, having a conversation about what the next plan of action was, was really refreshing. It was really different style of play that I had not been used to all these years with just logging into the game, trying to do everything as quick as possible. And like the Pandara say, Slow down. Life is to be savored. There's something in that. There really is something in that. So I, I find myself in this weird World of Warcraft place where I log into the game, but I really want to play my RP characters more or check out World of Warcraft Classic a little bit more because there's just this shift in the dynamic of what you do. And I think it's just something I've been missing as an MMO player that everything seems to have changed with regards to gratification of how everything is achieved. And I know we are in this world now where we don't have time to play games for hundreds and hundreds of hours to achieve one thing. And I'm not even saying that, but it's just small things that increase that connection with people, which I think has been lost a little bit in World of Warcraft over the years. I mean, I'm a big advocate of the game. It's something I've been playing for 15 years. I've met some of my closest friends in this world through this game. If it wasn't for World of Warcraft, so much of my life would be different. I wouldn't be sitting here right now talking to you. And I'm just enjoying this change of pace in a game that's been around for so long. And I know there's people out there that are really disengaged with the game. It's not, it's not the game that it was. But now with Classic, and I would say even RP servers, there is ways to play this game differently. I'm just really happy to be taking this game at a slower pace. And I actually find myself in general taking games at a lot slower pace just to appreciate them and actually enjoy what they were made for because it can be easy to jump into a game and maybe you skip the intro you know you just want to get started on the action or you don't want to read that quest text or you just want to run to a to b as quickly as possible and sometimes just slowing down just stopping for a second maybe turning that in-game music up a little bit just immersing yourself a little bit more in a game can really make a difference. It's trivia time. So I was talking about World of Warcraft again, and we're gonna have a World of Warcraft question. At its peak, back in October 2010, World of Warcraft had how many subscribers? Was it A, 10 million? B, 12 million? Was it C, 14 million? The answer is B, 12 million. That is a lot of people. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. Four. That's a clue to what I've been playing on the Nintendo Switch the last few weeks. Golf Story. I've been playing Golf Story by Sidebar Games. Now, I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna be like, what, Tom, golf? Really? 
Well, I'll have you know that I do play a little bit in real life and I am terrible. I am so bad at golf, but I still somehow enjoy playing it. This game is a little bit different. It's not like your Tiger Woods or your PGA Tour games or anything like that. This is an RPG. Yes, Golf Story is an RPG. You start this game as a young hopeful that's hoping to make it on to the world tour. You've got your dad training you to get you through the tutorial. The game resumes many years later. Your dreams of becoming a golf champion have all but faded, but you decide, no, I'm gonna chase those dreams. I'm gonna become the very best golfer that there ever was. And this game has so much to it. It's not simply playing golf. There's so many RPG elements of leveling up, increasing your skills, you know, to hit the ball harder, faster, stronger. You can upgrade your clubs to do various things, including turning one of your clubs into a spade, so you can help an archaeologist dig up treasure. Yes, dig up treasure. And you start off on your home course, which is just like a course within a forest, you know, it's nice and green, but then you'll go to various other locations. There's rival courses. There's ones that are run by, by cavemen, and that's a bit more prehistoric feel to it. There's there's one set in the in an Arctic setting. There's one set in the mountains. There's one set on a beach. You know, there's all these various locations, and with that comes new challenges and also secrets to unlock. And the cool thing about this game is you can tee up anywhere. You can play a round of golf. You can get your scorecard. You can do all that golfy golf stuff, but you can also tee up anywhere. You can hit golf balls at people, which sometimes activates an interaction with them. There's secrets all over in this game that you can activate through hitting golf balls, through talking to people. And it's not just golf. There's various other types of golf. There's frisbee golf, there's mini golf, and there's just other activities with races and mowing and drone flights and geocaching. It, there's just all these really feel good RPG elements rolled into this game. And I would say even if you didn't like sport, you might even get a kick out of Golf Story. If you didn't really have much of an interest in golf, I could still see it scratching something for you because it's just this really beautiful pixel art style. The colors are so vibrant. The conversations between characters work so well in the Nintendo Switch, especially with the vibration function that actually somehow manages to interpret emotion when you're talking to people. That's something I've never seen a vibration controller be able to do before. The music's nice and chilled out. This is a great game you can pick up on the Nintendo Switch eStore. It's only out on Nintendo Switch, that's why I'm talking about it. And I'm gonna be talking about games on Nintendo Switch, indie titles specifically, a bit more now that I own the console, but I'll try to include games that aren't just exclusively for Nintendo Switch. I like to talk about indies that everyone has access to in some shape or form, but Golf Story was one of the indie titles I heard about before I even had a Switch. I was searching frantically to access it somewhere else. Maybe it will come to PC or other consoles someday soon. So this one's only on Nintendo Switch, but it's so cute, it's so much fun. And I just think if you like RPGs and if you do have any sort of sporting interest, because I know there's somebody out there specifically in mind as I say this, you will love this game. On the store, you're talking about $15, which for an indie title, that has this much depth to it. I think I'm about 
five or six hours in and I've only got to the second location so far. So it looks like there is a, a heck of a lot to this game and it's just it's just a great game to sit back to. There's not too much stress inducing moments. It's just really fun to replay challenges if you didn't get it the first time going around talking to the characters in this world and I would just say this this game is a hole in one for me this game is a hole in one so check that one out Golf Story on Nintendo Switch by Sidebar Games it's trivia time we're gonna end this level of three extra lives with a sporting Video game question. I can already hear the groans. What sporting golf series first released in 1997 on the PlayStation 1 and was formerly known in North America as Hot Shots Golf? The answer is everybody's golf. If you got that one right, give yourself an extra life. And that's it, we're at the end of the level of three extra lives. I hope you enjoyed the show. How did you do on the trivia? Why don't you let me know over on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at three extra lives. I'd love to hear from you. You know I like to hear about your trivia scores, no matter what you get, even if you got zero. Let me know, and I'll make you feel better by saying it's not your fault. Like I mentioned during the show, you can find everything I've mentioned over at 3extralives.com, all my show notes to anything that I've mentioned during the levels, head over there, 3extralives.com, and you'll find links to all of that so you don't have to go searching. And you can email the show if you've got something to say, you've got an opinion on anything I've mentioned, or you want to fire me a recommendation for an indie game that I should check out, podcast at 3extralives.com. Gladly receive your recommendations over there. This show is part of the Dragon Powered Studio Network. We've got a Discord. I've got a channel in there myself. You can find that at dragonpoweredstudio.eu slash Discord. Come over there. We've got a great little community going on and you would be very welcome to join that. And I think that's it. That's everything I had for you today. Thank you very much for listening. And I will see you all in level 22. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.